Hey, this is Keith. Or some actor playing Keith, I'm not really sure anymore. But um, we're coming to the end. The end of my Los Angeles con spree. But before I leave, I have some scores to set and discover a couple truths to be revealed. It's all going to come down to the season finale of Rideshare Episode X. It's going to drop on December 3rd. Now, until then, I want you to catch up by binge listening the first season. And I suggest that you do exactly as I say. Or you're going to miss all the fun. Hey, it's Brent Pope, the host of Breakfast with Brent Pope. You've seen me on some of your favorite TV shows saying things like, give it up, Jimmy. You got to sink this putt to win. On Breakfast with Brent Pope, I sit down with guests from the entertainment world and we do it all over breakfast. Or should I say breakfast? Every week on Breakfast, you get inside Hollywood info and tips, great breakfast wrecks and booty debates. Most of all, you get the most delightful 30 minutes of your week. So dig in. It's Breakfast time. Listen at breakfast.com, Apple Podcasts, or wherever fine podcasts are found. Hi, I'm Buzz Dixon. I am the writer and story editor of G.I. Joe, and I'm here at Knowing is Half the Podcast, and uh, I'm with Ray, Robert, and Gina, and have a good time. He never gives up. He'll stay till the fight's won. G.I. Joe will dare. G.I. Joe And welcome back to Knowing Us Half the Podcast. You forgot the name of the podcast for a second. <laughs> I did. <laughs> you clearly forgot the name of the podcast. I was dancing around it till my recall. You said, Welcome back to Ch- Ch- Knowing Us Half the Podcast. To Chan is Half the Podcast. <laughs> to the Chan Show. Technically, I'm only a third. <laughs> <laughs> well, I am Ray Stacatus. I'm Robert Chan. I'm Gina Ippolito. Guys, I've been hitting the head a lot in my life. I've had many concussions. Sometimes uh, the moment fails me. I don't know what to tell you. Mm. I thought you were saying hitting the head. Me too. too. I've pooped a lot, you guys. Just so you know, in my lifetime, so much poop. Just just coming out of uh, all the holes beneath my waist. Hitting the head meant peeing, like going to the going hitting the the head. yeah, yeah, like you probably... slap the head of your penis after you're done peeing. Is that wait a minute? Is that where so that hold comes on, from? Hold on, hold on. Did wait. you seriously think that that was the the reason why? <laughs> no, I okay, just, just checking. I just came I up like... with it, but it seems reasonable. <laughs> <laughs> you would okay. I'm, I'm done peeing. Uh, let's get those last few drops off. <gasps> whack. <laughs> Quack, 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 quack. Look, I don't know how penises work, but I'm pretty sure that's how they work. Well, they say if you shake it more than three times, you're playing with it. To which I say, then stop staring at me. Let me let me have my fun at the urinal, sir. <laughs> Guys, this is off to a weird start. <laughs> oh boy, oh. I'm already I'm already half checked out, and this is not helping. Yeah, you've it's got somewhere to be. Uh, also, I was just, uh, <laughs> just looking at my uh, feed, and like some dude just like went off on me about uh, some work thing. I'm like, what? Is it, this is not even my your uh, Facebook feed. Uh, no, no, uh, um, I. I write. Uh, uh, I write, write for a, Yahoo. I wrote a recap of SNL, and some dude was like, "How dare you write about uh, what's oh. his face?" Um, Is it on the uh, Chris uh, Rock? Dave Chappelle? No, Dave Chappelle. It's like to write an article about that guy. You, how dare you? Person, I'll stop. I'm like, how dare I you? Have an about, opinion. I wrote about SNL. I'm like, Dave Chappelle was on the show. How dare you how write about the man? You, I am never reading Yahoo TV again. What? Yeah. Well, that was a guy who Wait, was on the brink already. <laughs> so he hates Dave Chappelle, or he- I guess. Oh, man. Uh, honestly, is it, is it on Yahoo? Where is uh, it? No, no, it's a. They sent it to my. They had to find me, the writer of this Aww. thing. 
Wow. So, uh, yeah, I got crazies. I, I got crazy it. people. I well, read it. Guys, let's talk about Cobrathon, a very <laughs> exciting episode of G.I. Joe. Uh, other than talking about who's trolling Yahoo TV today. <laughs> New segment on the show. Uh, no, uh, we, well, Cobrathon. We started a jungle. <laughs> Wait, by Martin Pasco. Oh, yeah, by Martin Pasco, who's written and, other episodes. And Rebecca Carr. I can't read my Parr. handwriting. Rebecca Parr. Yes. Who, 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 which other episodes have they written? Do you, do you have uh, that? I'm still trying to track down Rebecca Parr because there's a bunch of them, and there's also a more recent uh, actress. Also but, named Rebecca Parr? Yes. Oh, okay. Uh, but Martin Pasco is someone who... Uh, you read The Synthoid Conspiracy? Am I remembering that? <laughs> he wrote uh, episodes of Simon and Simon, first off. Okay, awesome. Even more delightful. Uh, Operation Mind Menace and Worlds Without End. There we go. Oh, he wrote... Two. Okay, that was the two-parter I was thinking yeah. of. Uh, mm-hmm. He wrote Worlds Without End, the one where they go to the alternate Cobra reality. Oh, and that I is a that wonderful one. comic book episode. Also, he was the head writer for My Little Pony. Oh, oh so is that right? He only, those, cool. Yeah, he only did a few G.I. Joe episodes, but he was also in that big Sunbow thing where just everybody was writing episodes of everything. Everybody did everything at Sunbow. Everybody yeah. did Transformers, G.I. Joe, My Little Pony. Uh, cool. In Humanoids, as Flint Dilly will tell you. Mm-hmm. <gasps> He's also a story editor uh, uh, on uh, BTAS. So that's, What's BTAS? Uh, oh. Batman the Animated Series. Gotcha. I didn't know that's what we were Probably the greatest Batman iteration ever. And Wait, one of the great so you've never animated seen, series of all time. You've never seen the Adam West send-up? <laughs> Judging sorry, by the hats saying, right? in this jungle, uh, it's clear to me that we're back in Southeast Asia. Is, is that like the, they were wearing like the hats, which just tell me that's where we are? They'll never tell you. They're just <coughs> no. in remote, weird it's, jungle. It's area. a jungle, a yeah. jungle, a Name, jungle, nameless jungle. And immediately, like we see sci-fi, who we haven't. We've seen him in the background for a lot of episodes, but we haven't really had a show exploring sci-fi yet. So I just here's the thing written here. It's his episode. If you're doing a covert operation maybe don't bring all of the most colorful joes the covert operation with lifeline wearing bright red and white and sci-fi wearing the biggest like moot green giant green neon color you could possibly be wearing i also just feel like don't bring lifeline period yeah on any on any mission (laughs) like or keep him on the chopper in case anyone needs medical help he was being he was being (laughs) that lifeline this time he was unbearable i think it's because they put him in the front the front line of duty if you keep him in the back room or have him work in the rescue chopper that's what he's saying a hero (laughs) if you put him in the front line asking him to actually like be a prominent member of the mission he is the worst Mm -hmm. i'm pretty sure that there was a directive handed down i mean it must have been by buzz he was like all right at least once an episode, make Lifeline look like a bitch. <laughs> oh, make him look like the most obstructionist, <laughs> god-awful human being on the planet. Just just once. Just once an episode. It's it's just like one of those, it's like, you know, they say the Bible of a show. Mm. And I, the Bible of the show, Lifeline looks like an asshole. But yeah. I appreciate, I feel like he's a slightly soothing bomb to the hyper-masculinity of the others. Okay. Well, yeah, except that he, uh, he's treated like a joke. Like, like yes. it's one thing to be like, I don't believe in violence. It's another thing to say, I refuse to touch a gun that will pull in, me out of a bit it, of as a, to be used as a rope, not as a weapon. Yes. <laughs> listen, listen. He was probably thinking, what if I grab onto it and then my finger slips and then I shoot this guy's head off? I'm gonna have to live with that for the rest of my life. That was not a thing. Uh, that was not a thing he said. Also, he was grabbing the barrel. I was gonna say so he was. He would be the one getting shot. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't matter. 
Um, well, we learn about hacking because computers are just, <laughs> the internet's not a thing Very yet. Very exciting. Uh, yeah. We're learning about the bright world of hackers, and it really felt like, you ever watch like an episode of like, uh, oh, you guys probably tell, but like Law and Order or like oh, NCIS? Oh, I watch so much okay. Law and Order. I love SVU, it's like it's I my job. what I clean my apartment to. Uh, where they have the, they're introducing a concept, they understand their older audience won't understand. Uh-huh. And so there's always that one line from Ice-T where he, he's explaining it to the yeah. others. <laughs> like when they, when they age down Olivia Benson. Like, there's an episode where they're like, oh, yeah, you can make kitty porn out of just normal people photos. And she's like, what? And they're like, yeah, here's you. We're going to age you down. Now you're 14, and this is totally legal. What? This is an that. actual episode of television. I remember that. Yes. Oh, my goodness. I was remembering the Gamergate yes. episode that they did on SVU where the Ice-T was explaining what a first-person shooter game was uh-huh. to the others. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's like your perspective, and you shoot people. <laughs> And it's a game. And I'm like, Ice-T, I've never loved you more. <laughs> Camping. Campers suck. It's so annoying. I love that show so much, I, unironically. Anyway. I, I do, too. We, we have that moment here in the show where they're explaining what hacking is. It's like when you get in a computer and you make it do stuff. You know, like, blow up. Here's the thing. I, yeah. at, at first, I was I was irritated by it. Uh, but then I was like, no, no, no. If if they if this were the dialogue in 2016, I would walk up to Ryder. I would slap him. This is 1985, and like legitimately, you know, a lot of these it's cool uh, terms weren't like a, a a thing, and like uh, war games had only very recently come out, and the idea of hacking into things and putting viruses in, and you know, like. It's a new concept. It's also a new concept for maybe kids, 10-year-olds out there oh, yeah. who don't necessarily have a computer in their house their whole lives. Um, you know, uh, I'll say my dad's been working with computers since before I was born. He was like one of the early adopters and made it his career. Mm-hmm. And and so having a computer in the house was never weird to me. So it was always strange to go to a friend's house and see they didn't have one <laughs> because I'd be like, well, we're, I thought we were living in the future. <laughs> Now, excuse me while I pull my one phone in the, from the kitchen with a very long cord, and everybody hears every conversation. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and also, Lifeline has a statement here. He says, oh, as simple as programming in basic. That was never – I programmed in basic. It was never simple. It was a pain in the keister. Well, but I mean, yeah, uh, 10 right boobs, 20 Go to 10. <laughs> Boom, done. I just wrote in basic. It was beautiful. Guess Easy. what, guys? It says boobs on my screen now. <laughs> it says boobs <laughs> all the way down. That's what That's what the theory of oh, what, I'm the, sorry. what the world sits on. 30, run. I need that last one. That's, oh, yeah. The, that's the theory of what ends. the world sits on. Boobs. Yep. And then it's just boobs all the way all down. All the way down. Boobs yep. all the way down. Larger boobs holding up smaller boobs. Mm-hmm. Or turtles with boobs. Turtles must have boobs. Yeah. It's the nature of turtles, I assume. <laughs> Underneath their shell? What, how does that work? Uh, yeah. Like, I feel like so if they stood up on their little tiny hind legs, you would see the sweetest pair of turtle tits you've ever seen. <laughs> Moving forward, G.I. <laughs> Joe runs into a mail order, like, warehouse where they're just like sending out stuff. There's at least one issue of Cobra Life in there somewhere, right? Got, like, well, gotta you be. hope. Gotta you be. hope. Maybe it comes free with the decoder box. There you go. So a decoder box, and I'm not familiar uh, with exact. I'm, I'm hoping that you can explain some of this, Chan, uh, because there was cable TV back in '83. I mean, HBO oh, yeah. has been around for a really long time. What was a decoder box to get? Like, is it like a- it's the it's the box that you have currently still? It's the it's like cable, cable box. box. It's just cable boxes. Yeah, it's just. I mean, the signal the signal come. You can just you can get the cable signal and plug it into your TV. But if it uh, if you don't have the decoder, it's just like. 
Is it anything like closed circuit television? Like that was a thing. Like you'd go to like a movie theater and watch no, a boxing match different. or WrestleMania because no, they no. had the the thing. No, well, yeah, not really. No. Uh, closed closed circuit is just like uh, when you when you go into IO and you know you look at the TV, it shows a picture uh, on the stage. That's closed circuit. But there, but there used to be a thing where because uh, uh, pay per view and everything hadn't quite come along yet, right? Where you could go to an event center and then right. you could watch and a, they would a like specifically uh, pipe in that signal right just like you know like over a phone line or whatever you know they use but uh i what think a- we're avoid uh we're, we're missing the fact that there's a snake of the month club. i was, I, I I was literally yeah. just about to say that yeah. and i wrote down that would be the the worst club because as someone who loves monthly subscription boxes guys, and animals this is a new this is a <laughs> new mm-hmm. thing that you're about to learn about me i've subscribed to like every i've subscribed to like sock of the month club i've gotten like food of the month club where they send you weird foods munchbox that would be if i if i was like oh what's this i'll subscribe to it and then there was a different snake every month oh, i would sweet. that would be the worst that'd be so awesome well i would assume that you don't send it to somebody you like Maybe it's like the glitter bombing effect. Uh, no, some I don't of us want the wanted to, to die. Some of us wanted to be herpetologists when we grew up. <laughs> Not me, but I mean, I assume somebody must um, have at some point. I think I'd sooner get like you know VD of the month club as opposed to the snake of the month club. I am terrified of Video on demand? creepy crawlies, uh-huh, uh-huh. and I don't think I would appreciate this this service at all. <laughs> this service is clearly not for me. Cancel, cancel! I've made a grave mistake. <laughs> Uh, and this is when Lifeline falls in the piranha pit. This is a really extended opening sequence. Uh, and he absolutely, like, like just just take the gun. We said it before, but yeah, let him pull you up with a gun. I know you hate violence, but he hits people with his fists, too. And you have no problem grabbing him by the hand. <sighs> That's why he should have held out his dick. It's the only thing that uh, doesn't doesn't do any damage. Uh, I think dicks have done a lot of damage. <laughs> I mean, over the course I, I of human events, this one specific dick. But yes, you are correct. <laughs> also, I don't know if I'd want to pull a two hundred and fifty pound grown man by just the force of my penis. Uh, Gina, you clearly penis, don't know how right? penises work. <laughs> it, it would not end well. I'm going to uh, lift some weights with my peen and then hit hit the head of it a bunch of times. <sighs> yeah, uh, you probably. I'm, I don't think that you should have. Uh, had your biology teacher be Jim Rose from the Jim Rose Circus. Uh, that's the dude who lifts things with his penis. Yeah, I, I know what Gina's for getting for Christmas this year, an anatomy book. Uh, we skipped completely over the, skip over the um, the scene where Dr. Mindbender and the twins explain to Serpentor yeah. what computers oh, that's, are. That's the very next the virus. scene. Yeah. Uh, no, it was before the... Uh, oh, is it? The, the, uh, the yeah. Yeah. Piranha Pit? Yeah. Well, I, got, I, I watched this late last... Guys, this is the late last night Ray watched episode, <laughs> so my notes are a little scattered. <laughs> Keeping I, you on track. My immediate thought was like, oh, they, they'll never get that much money. And then I remembered that... Uh, uh, I remembered what happened in the election this week. <laughs> and then I said, oh, yeah, they'll definitely get that many people to donate to a horrible cause. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and, and I just have written here, you know, because they explain computer viruses to Serpentor, who doesn't understand any of it. Yeah. I Not mean, at in all. his defense, he was just born. <laughs> it's true. He <laughs> is only a few months old. And he was he was programmed, or he was mixed with, like, the DNA of people who were around way before computers were a thing. Yep. Correct. There was no Steve Jobs DNA in there. Uh, mm-hmm. No Bill Gates. Bill Gates DNA. Mm, no yeah. Steve Wozniak. I just have written down here, Serpentor, you're a dope. <laughs> Like, I don't understand it, and it infuriates me! <laughs> um, here we go. So, Lifeline, I just have 
Oh, okay, yeah, okay, there we go. So Lifeline, okay, so, yes. If you look, there's an above view of the pit. Uh-huh. And the pit opens up, and it's two walls and two ledges, and there's Joe's members on both ledges. Lifeline from the above view is against the wall... <laughs> Where there are no ledges. Mm. Like, Lifeline, pick a side. Go towards your people. <laughs> you swam the wrong way in the pit. <laughs> the first place you should swim is towards the, the people crying out to help you. Mm-hmm. And not the giant wall you cannot scale. Yeah. He just made me really mad in that moment. I actually drew a little picture of it right here. Of, here's where Lifeline is. <laughs> and here's where the <laughs> trenches are. Okay, we're going to have to take a picture. Of I will take a picture of this. Uh, I put it on. That makes no sense. What it makes per- There's a little arrow there. <laughs> Guys, you're going to see this at Facebook.com slash Knowing Is Half the Podcast on Friday. Uh, this picture makes perfect sense uh, in my head w- when it when it happened. Uh, also, um, this is, I think, the first episode I've, re- I've noticed that the regular Vipers show up. Uh, the Vipers yep. replace the Cobra, um, you know, masked soldiers as like the go-to de facto like generic Cobras, mm-hmm. um, and th- they'll appear here and there. But the Vipers kind of take over at this point as they kind of like institute new figures. Yeah, there's a whole lot of uh, shooting ceilings in this episode, um, so that the uh, the rubble falls down on top of them, and they you know they're not actually dead. They're not actually shooting them. Uh, they're not actually dead. Although I would argue the dropping. You know, six tons of rock on top of a yeah. human being is much deadlier than shooting them with a, a hot light. You're right. That <laughs> happens like four times in this episode. Yeah. And yeah, I just yeah, remember yeah. specifically later in the episode, the dreadnoughts get the, all that rubble from uh-huh. the thing falling on them. And then there's a shot of them just like standing up and like walking away. Yeah, because oh, I, well. I definitely was like, that is a lot of <laughs> that is a lot of cement that just crashed on their heads. And then they showed the scene where they came out. I'm like, okay, that is that is where they added in. <laughs> like, oh, they're not ac- they're not actually red paste on the ground. And it's just so casual. Like that's something that happens to them all the yeah, time. All the time. <laughs> all the time. Uh, uh, sci- sci-fi and Lifeline get captured in this scene right here. Mm-hmm. And uh, 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 yeah, I, thank you, uh, Doctor Mindbender. He gets capitalism. Oh, I just yeah. have that written down right here because he says Serpento's like. Does it? Do we need five billion dollars to do this thing? And he's like, "No, we could do that for a lot less." But we're yeah. trying to make some money. Son. This virus cost us about a hundred and fifty dollars to make. Yeah, everything else on top of that, pure profit. <laughs> and I mean, I, I'll just go ahead and skip right to the end and say that the cobras get defeated and uh, uh, Sci-Fi and Lifeline are saved. The Cobra organization walks away with five billion dollars. Yep, free and clear. Yep. I like, don't know. Those people would have to go through with their donations, right? Uh, back in the day, I mean, basically, they just they're charge like, your credit card in the moment. Yeah, I believe it was boom right oh, there. It wasn't like PayPal or anything like that. Yeah, uh, PayPal. You have like the waiting period, and you got to make sure the eBay stuff gets there. Yeah, uh-huh. and and they do good work. Thank you, PayPal. And also, it's not like you're going to go to your bank and say, you know, like, can you reverse the charges on this Cobra uh, <laughs> donation I made? Oh, you mean the donation to a terrorist organization? Why did you make that in the first place? I would. Also, I would we're going go to freeze bank. your assets <laughs> and. Thank you for your time. Well, I would be like, uh, there was a there was a lady showing a lot of boob on mm-hmm. my TV, uh-huh. and she asked me to donate money. Are you telling me so that I did. they haven't heard that 
from uh, people who have just uh, paid ISIS? paid for the uh, the uh, um, the pay per view titty channels. <laughs> like you have a three hundred thousand dollar charge to the Spice Network, <laughs> sir. I'm sorry, we can't reverse that. You just watch too much pornography. I, I think Gina's onto something though. If you were to put a good looking chick with a sweet rack on TV, putting them out there, and did a telethon for ISIS, they yeah. would get donations. Oh yeah, I'm t- and 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 uh, the Baroness has a very like Elvira vibe going on oh, with this dress. Very hot. It shows it shows like yeah. inner side boob, but then it's also slit up the sides. Can mm-hmm. I say inner side boob is underrated? <laughs> It's because it's really hard to get it seen. It's hard to pull it off. It's easier in cartoons than it is in real life. Yeah, yeah, I've it's noticed. very hard in real life. Titties that big would not ha- would not be that perky. I feel like. Yeah, and uh, those eleven year old boys, holy moly, it they depends, appreciated it. It depends how much you paid for them. I think. That's true. I bet those eleven year old boys were to- trying to donate money to Cobra in that moment. They were probably telling their moms. One hundred percent. Like, did you notice the number was only six digits long? Just in case people at home did try to call, they wouldn't be able to get through <laughs> the actual phone number on the screen. Did you write down the number? I did. No, it's it's I have it down as six, uh, six digits. Wait a minute. How many how many digits? Well, oh, there there was a oh there was an area code in there too. Two one three five 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 eight one one nine. But wait, was, but eight, was an eight hundred in front of that? Yeah, one eight hundred. So it was like thirteen digits in there. Yeah, Ray Ray can't count. I really I look I, I I escaped the area code. I looked at it. And I swear to God, I will go back. I'll take a picture <laughs> for the people at home. I'll, I'll try to. See okay, if we can get a to be fair, they were saying like for each major city, they were like New York. Here's your phone number. I really, but I really thought it was only one six of them. Digits. Guys, we will get to the bottom of this for the Know Your Joe. Well, I mean, we, we've heard what happened uh, uh, the last time there was an actual phone number in there. It went to. Uh, oh, a place uh, in like Glendale. Some, well, yeah. yeah uh-huh. and so, so. <laughs> Buzz did that to troll the people in that department. <laughs> the accountants of Sunbow. Maybe it went and it again. Oh, gosh. Okay. This is another good question uh, coming up. We have to. We'll have to re- we'll re- here's the God deal, guys. We will look into these numbers and we will reverse engineer we them. We will call them. We will call them on air. Because we did that last time. <laughs> oh, now I'm nervous again. So why do they need the decoder boxes for this telethon? It seems to me like we've already learned they can pirate TV signals and just put stuff over the air. I know they're trying to appeal to unsavory characters, but if the goal is just sweet, Ray. sweet money, Ray. shouldn't they just put it out there? Ray. Yes. They also sold the decoder boxes. They get you coming oh, and wow. going. Oh, wow. Cobra is not a stupid organization. They get capitalism, man. 100%. Um, they I... fail constantly, but also the money keeps coming in so that they can continue to fail constantly. I mean, here's the deal. They're still able to maintain operations despite, at this point, what do we have? Like 64 uh, failed attempts to take over the world? Yeah. Um, I guess it makes sense. You know, they they at least they they do something right in order to enable their constant failure. Mm-hmm. That make any sense? Marginally. Uh, General Hawk calls everybody son in this episode, and I General Hawk very can demeaning. go fuck himself. Yeah, yeah, he is super patronizing. Like I thought, Lifeline was bad. But his constant whining this episode, what's going on? I don't understand. You did what Somebody you could, fix something. <laughs> They're playing unfair. What in Sam Hill? <laughs> what is he became? He became a, a Hank Hill from King of the Hill. <laughs> what in the name of Sam Hill is this? Yeah, he. I mean, if Serpentor doesn't get computers, General Hawk way doesn't get computers. Yeah. 
He's your cranky like grandfather who's drinking too much at Thanksgiving time and telling you what's wrong with those people. <laughs> you know, even more so, he's like, "What is this woman standing on a tiny box talking about?" Uh, I just have written down here. You know, while Baroness does look good, let's not ignore the fact that Destro and Doctor Mindbender also, to me, look great. They look great. My favorite moment is when Destro totally goes off script. Yep. <laughs> like he, he's like, I don't use teleprompters. Mm-hmm. I'm he's great. I don't want to use teleprompters. He's telling the jokes. I love that there are joke writers. There are for jo- Cobra. and people are loving them. Like these people need to see more jokes. If these are the jokes that they're going crazy for, because they are going crazy for. It. And I like to imagine that they're like going crazy for Destro, and then when he goes off prompter, they go even crazier. Like, yeah. He's a free thinker. One hundred percent. I just love that they make a little side joke here. This is the Jerry Lewis joke. The French love him. <laughs> oh wait, was it the French? I just have written down here. The French love Destro's jokes, it, and I assume that this is Hold like on. a, a I gag because was... I absolutely uh, uh, marked that off as just a delightful moment. <laughs> That's the French. Yep, they were yep. losing they their mind. They love him. They love Jerry Lewis, Gerard Depardieu, and Destro's comedy. Mm-hmm. The three things French people can't get enough of. Uh, let's go back, though. Yes. Uh, we're jumping way ahead. I'm, I'm moving um, all over the place. Uh, they're, they're trying to track down this signal. The signal gets lost. General Hawk's like, oh, I don't understand TVs. Get it back. And then they cut to commercial. Normally... When you cut to commercial on a show like this, someone's life is in danger. There's like a yes. real tense moment. Yes. Uh, the, the the danger here is that we're out of television. <laughs> like kids were like, oh, no, bring back TV. <laughs> That's the thing that they can understand. Yeah. And, and there's a moment because it is anticlimactic commercial breaks in this episode all over the place. And then we, we like come back from commercial and like 10 seconds later, Flint is about to fall off a building uh-huh. and we just keep on rolling. Yep. <laughs> like that would have been a pretty good moment mm-hmm. 10 seconds later to do your commercial break. Yeah, there was some. Some weird choices there's... made. <laughs> uh, let me see. Uh, okay, so they lose the signal, and uh, uh, what is up with this roulette wheel that they drop Lifeline and Sci-Fi into? Because it's like, if I'm looking at it correctly, it's flush against the wall, and yet they're still rolling in it? The uh, angle is not very good. It's an angle, and yeah, they're they're rolling. Um, you know physics better than I do, Chan, as the resident science jerk. Wouldn't they just fall out of the whole thing and hit the ground in front of it? Am I, mean, I wrong? Is that how centrifugal force works? spinning fast enough, I think. Um... Because wouldn't it eventually push uh, you towards the outside of it, and then you'd you'd fall out? Listen, uh, I feel like they. I feel like this is the thing that Oogie Boogie does. Uh, what? What? Uh, from From Nightmare Before Christmas. Like if you play, like if you play a uh, Kingdom Hearts video game in the in the Nightmare As Before Christmas, uh, the my, Nightmare Before Christmas level, he has a giant roulette wheel that okay. you are on. Mm-hmm. Is it flat though, or is it against a wall? So you mean like upright? Yeah, because the two roulette wheels are upright, slightly angled. I thought angled. That they were like this. They were they, they were, were closer to a. F- I mean, they, I would say it was like about a sixty degree angle. So it's less than that, less than what you're uh, making with your, your the gesture you're making with your hand, Gina. But also, uh, th- uh, yeah, no, but there, also, I nope, think- uh, nope, yeah, about that, <laughs> about that. Which it's it's a terrible idea, and also I don't understand what they're trying to accomplish because. Um, we're gonna make like, a barf. I, That's oh, the goal. Was that, yeah, oh, just that would make a, me really much. A Joe barf on live television. Give us money. That uh, would, yeah, that would make me. 
I just think like any wherever he lands, there's a different form of torture. Right, right. I but lifeline, but there was nothing there. Right, and lifeline was like ruining the game by holding on to the end of it. I didn't. Well, really just stop the that. stupid wheel and then just put him into whatever torture you were going to give him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, how about we just torture him? Yeah. I mean, this is torture. Do just do that. I want to see like more of like the talent acts in between in between these things. Like you know, anytime uh, there's a telethon, it'll be like, sure, yeah, and sure. here we have here's you know, Thrasher like, juggling chainsaw. Yeah, yeah. Like or or uh, Frank Sinatra playing job. a piccolo. Uh, I feel like the reason why was just because. Uh, they would have to pay more residuals for all the songs that were being sung, and it would just be a bit of a, <laughs> a big true. rights mess. I would have liked to have seen like a a dog that hops on its hind legs or something. <laughs> I would like to see like the uh, 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 I will remember you. There are many snakes every day that need good homes. Snakes who love you. Sarah McLaughlin was probably like four when this came out. So. Sign up for the Snake of the Month Sign Club Sign up today. for the Snake of the Month Club and give a snake a good home today. Please don't uh, kill them once you get them. I, that would defeat the purpose of the Snake just, of the please, Month Club. You, if you do, I mean, it's fine, but please don't. This uh, makes me happy. Thank you for calling Cobra Fun. May I take your pledge, Wait please? for it. This is degrading. <laughs> All I could see was <laughs> Ted Cruz on the phone oh, bank. This is uh, degrading. So, so Destro is going to be put in charge of uh, of Homeland Security pretty soon. <laughs> I also love Cobra Commander uh, is sitting right next to him, taking like a very little part of this episode yeah, at all. Yeah, right. I mean, if it's degrading for Destro, how? Uh, how? But he was also wearing a suit and his same here's the thing. Face. Thing. He was the only person that l- did not look good in a suit. Everybody Didn't. else uh, looked pretty smart they with their, you know, nice. the, but he just looked like a dude with a bag over his head. And it was just not. <laughs> well, now we look. know how he arrived at his current look. He probably cycled through a lot of different ones and was like, I can't pull any of these off. Mm-hmm. So, so wait a minute. Now, uh, uh, we teased this in the Know Your Joe on Wednesday. I think Dr. Mindbender's outfit with the suit and the cape is completely on point, And you seem to indicate you disagree with that statement. That's why, like, there, his cloak is just pinned to a weird place and it doesn't <laughs> go with anything. It just it's an odd color choice. Uh, it's if just... I am going to do this, I am wearing my cape. Right. And I don't know. Care for a know. cape. <laughs> Care for some cloak, Joe. <laughs> uh, uh, so you do not like you do not like that outfit at all. It just does not look I, good I on him. It. I, I like it. I would have pre- preferred him to just wear the suit pants and suit shoes and no shirt. No shirt. Oh, that would have been that would have been brilliant yeah. with suspenders. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe a cummerbund. <laughs> oh my god! With a cummerbund, yes. If it. he had chain suspenders on, I think I would have been swayed. Although, if you had abs like Doctor Mindbender, you ain't putting no cummerbund over that. You're showing <laughs> that true. you didn't work that hard That's and eat true. all that ice. Right, so that you could. Right. Everybody on the show has those abs. Oh, but his literally, I don't know. His seem like a no. We of. just see his the most, so we're reminded yeah, about that. Yeah, he's the only one that has. You could uh, grate cheese on those things, guys. <laughs> A lot of these people have body shame issues, and they want to wear, you know, <laughs> uniforms or shirts or things over it. And he's the only one that's like, "Yeah, you know what? This is what I do." And you know what? This if if that if that makes him feel free, I say, uh, "Bless you." Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm not going to shame nobody. Um, so they get to Las Vegas. Okay, so somebody makes the the, the joke. They say GI Jokers. And I'm just like, how is that possibly the first time we've ever heard that? That's such a low hanging fruit insult. But I mean, this is. Um, we are in Vegas doing the uh, whole gambling thing, and right. you know. Yeah, well, you can, GI jokers. Yeah, how I just feel like that's a thing that should have been said fifty times by now. 
I feel like it probably has been, but this contextually is <laughs> it fits. makes the most sense. It yeah. fits. It really fits like three different ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm into it, and uh, uh, I just have written here. What if they don't get the five billion? I'm not really sure what that's in regards to, because uh, uh, Cobra's doing all this thing, and uh, I think I had the question that you had earlier, Gina, of uh, uh, what if it doesn't process? I mean, what if like the financial industries get uh, involved in this? But uh, Chan, I think you, you assuaged that earlier because yeah, they just they charged you right away. But also, you know, it's like a Kickstarter. You understand that uh, once you reach your goal, there's going to be a certain amount uh, of people who actually cancel their things, and so you're going to make less than what you what you uh, okay, uh, yeah. have been promised. So they factored that in again. It cost $150 to make this virus. <laughs> That's right. Go ahead and, and put in like an additional $1,000 to put a bat outside some uh, abandoned pueblos in uh, Arizona <laughs> or wherever it was. And everything else beyond that is, is just pure profit. Dot, 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 profit. Yeah. So, I mean, even if they only made half that money, that's still a sh- chunk of change. So, did anybody else think it's like anybody else uncomfortable when Dial Tone goes into the Vegas thing and the, and there's hookers trying to like get with him immediately? I don't hookers. think those were hookers. I, I think those think were, were normal ladies, right? Yeah. Those were working girls, y'all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> those girls were looking to try to make uh, some money. Hookers don't hang out in like a really. Sw- those are like Republican chicks that just like are out at an event. Oh my god! I just realized that those are hookers. <laughs> they're hookers, right? I just realized, of course, that they're going to be like. Oh, there are some military dudes who uh, spend most of their time around three women, two of which are <laughs> god awful. Yep, uh, they are going to want to have sex, and they're going to want to pay a lot of money for the privilege. They are high class escorts in yeah. Las Vegas. They hang out in the. Yeah. I don't know if you've noticed wow. them. If you've been to Vegas, that is exactly what's trolling around the lobbies of, of the Las Vegas hotels, guys. Yeah, uh, I yep. had never noticed it before until I was on a work event, and a friend of mine, who I will not name, <laughs> who partakes in such proclivities pointed it out to me because he was he was he, he read the code he uh-huh. understood what was up and so we were walking through the lobby and he turns and just points and when i look to be normal people he goes those are working girls right there i know it whoa <laughs> and i'm just like uh i now see it when i go <laughs> one of the chicks was like fuck you dude i just bought this dress <laughs> i'm an accountant and then the uh- woman right next to her was like Wait a minute, why are you standing here with us? The rest of us are all... The rest of us are literally trying to make some money tonight. I'm an accountant who moonlights as a Las Vegas expert. I get my kicks that way, y'all. And you know what? Bless them. If that's how they get their kicks, more power to them. Mm-hmm. Gotta uh, pay no, them bills. Just watching it, though, immediately that, that memory popped in my head, and I'm like, them hookers. <laughs> Sorry, Gina. <laughs> uh, you know, I don't care. <laughs> G.I. Joe will return after these messages. Now, back to G.I. Joe. So, uh, Dreadnoughts are there, and I, my whole thought is just like, uh, why, why are you putting Dreadnoughts, like, in the lobby? Like, But also, these Joes are terribly unobservant. Yes. Wow. They walk they walk right, right, by right by them. Not right just by one, them. like, three of them. <laughs> the whole crew wearing their normal outfits. Yep. They're not in tuxes or anything. And then they start loudly whispering when the Joes are, like, five <laughs> feet away, like, I, G.I. Joes are here. <laughs> Let, let's tell the Baroness. Oh, yes, they're right there. No, I'm surprised. They're not hearing us. Buzzer, use your indoor voice. <laughs> Even though we are outdoors. Um, and th- they screw up because G.I. Joe doesn't know that the Coconut Palm uh, Casino is the place until they walk in, like, right up to the front door and Dreadnoughts attack them. 
We didn't know this was the place. We know now. This is it. <laughs> you know how we know? Because this is the only casino we went to where we got attacked by Cobra. <laughs> if Cobra was smart, they attacked them in the previous casino. Yeah, that is actually what I was thinking. I don't, uh, I don't know. Uh, I marked this off. I'm not sure why. Um, so hopefully, we'll figure it out together. Computer and disable it before the Cobrathon reaches its pledge goal. How? How? <laughs> that's yeah. That's what it was. It was. It was dumb, General Hawk. <laughs> yeah. Like, how? That is. The, I don't understand. That is the cry of an elderly <sighs> parent or grandparent who is totally overwhelmed by whatever you just said. That is when you you find out you're an older you're an older parent and you have a kid and the kid says I'm going to see a concert. You say cool and then you realize it's for the insane clown posse and they're in full clown makeup when they're about to leave the house <laughs> and it's the moment in, of the inner monologue of your brain that goes how. <laughs> What is oh <laughs> kids? Do, oh, but that's not even what I got out of that clip. The, what I got out of that clip is that long dial tone talking, like weird tech garbage that doesn't mean anything. And it was remember the uh, the 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 the, he, uh, the Thundercats outtakes where Lionel is like, and they have the thing that means it was good. And what the fuck am I talking about? <laughs> if you haven't seen this particular video, yeah. it's the goddamn funniest video, and I tear up every time. Lionel is trying to say this long bout of nonsense, and then just stops halfway laughing with just, this is fucking ridiculous. And that's what I get out of the dial tone. I only wonder if the actor just said, what? This doesn't make sense to anyone. He probably, he probably had another line that he was supposed to say, and he, did, he didn't can, say it. Can I, so confused. Can I hear that line one more time, just all the way through? Then maybe we'll be able to find their host computer and disable it before the Cobrathon reaches its pledge goal. How? This printout beachhead swiped is the scratch work of the programmers who developed the virus. I wanted to say how again. I wanted to just like every time he answers how. Well, you see, there's probably some programmers that Cobra hired. They probably paid them some money and they, they had them write a code which attacks certain things in computers. But what's how? money? <laughs> I also have written down here, uh, if Serpentor was a great leader and he was smart, he's got to Ozymandias from uh, Watchmen this shit. As soon as you get to $4 billion, let the program go. That is an yeah. interesting way to pronounce Ozymandias. Yeah. Uh, Ozymandias. Did you, <laughs> wait, you did just deliberately uh, uh, mispronounce that, right? Uh-oh. <laughs> Gina's got a guilty look. For a second, I was like... Ah, uh-huh, that was a good burn. How you mispronounced that? Wait a minute. <laughs> Just drink your water, Gina. <laughs> Guys, it's not Ozymandias. Y- you're correct. It is Ozymandias. It's always been Oz- Ozymandias. That's what I said. Too. No, you didn't. You said something weird. You said Ozymandias. <laughs> Oh, I so I just put the wrong emphasis <laughs> on the improper syllable. <laughs> oh God, we are the worst. We are the worst <laughs> human beings. Um, so there's a fight on the roof of the casino where all the letters that spell out Coconut Palm Casino are, mm-hmm. and like weird things happen. Low light, like cut, shoots off the O and then rolls it towards the dreadnoughts, where it somehow captures one of them in a wheel. <laughs> F- fine, fine, you capture one of them in the wheel. What the fuck is wrong with the other two that they can't just step to either side of this thing that is Three. about 18 inches wide? Three feet in either direction. You've got the entire fine. goddamn roof. Why would you? Why would you well, just 
Have we ever accused Dreadnoughts of thinking critically before? Yeah, <laughs> they, I feel like this is one of those things where they, like, they're about a minute behind on any type of thinking. <laughs> I, I feel like the most basic thing, if you see something coming at you, is to get away from it. it, is it I feel weird? like after they're, about 30 seconds after they get hit, they're like, oh, <laughs> oh, we could have just walked away. Remember that for next time. <laughs> I just, and, and Flint has grabbed on the T, I believe, and he's like mm-hmm. hanging off yeah. the side of the building, and the letter itself, I'm like, where's the break point supposed to be? Because I'm no, again, physics major. <laughs> but wouldn't it break at the point where it's tethered to and not just some random point in the middle of the T? Like, uh, I just think this is a little bit of strange physics happening. But, of course, you know, low light pulls him up. We're fine. Mm-hmm. He's a hero. He's a scary Using hero. his hands, not a gun, Ugh. like some people. Okay, Lifeline, Ugh. go off the building. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done with your shit. Yeah, at some point they'd be like, yeah, this is not worth my time. Well, we also this learned that apparently there was no peril whatsoever because all the dreadnoughts went off the building yeah. and they're fine. Well, they did have <laughs> one of them landed in the palm tree. The other two landed in the pool. So, oh, okay. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Excuse me. I'm mm-hmm. wrong. <laughs> and then they have a ceiling dropped on them and die. The end. <laughs> the end. The end. Except they just yep. stand up and we'll just never see them again, again yep. casually just, just saunter off. Sure. We're done with this episode. Bye, mm-hmm. everybody. <laughs> Where's our check? Where's the catering? Yeah, oh, no. they're like, well, we did the bare minimum. Now we're going home. <laughs> I think the dreadnoughts are about doing the bare minimum, though. Oh, yeah. When do you course. ever see them like taking that extra step to ensure doing a good job? You yeah, guys, you guys, I mean, you guys, you guys, you guys. Poster delinquent of the year is fucking fabulous. Yes, I have that written this here. This entire sequence where they're talking about another criminal cut down in his prime. What can we do about this? Oh, they sent yeah, him to yeah, Cobra's yeah. Elite yes. Academy. It's just, it's just this dude with his fucked up mohawk-ish <laughs> so haircut terrible. just sitting there. It's like, a, like you can send a needy child to... <laughs> Oh. I, I just have written here, poster delinquent of the year, exclamation point. <laughs> it made me so happy oh. that tonally, this episode gets it. Yeah. This episode yeah. knows exactly what it's doing, mm-hmm. and it's doing it extremely well. Yep. Yeah. It's, I loved it. it. It's, it's making uh, uh, pointed social satire yep. uh, in a way that uh, kids won't understand, but parents will. Um, it's top notch. Because telethons are still a thing, but back in mm-hmm. the 80s, they were a much bigger thing. Yeah. Are there they was still no inter- a thing today? Oh, yeah, there's the Jerry Lewis telethon that Jerry happens. Jerry Lewis is not still alive. But they still do a telethon every year. And um, uh, ESPN, yep. uh, during the uh, Major League Baseball All-Star break, they do a 24-hour stand-up to cancer thing. Oh. Uh, there, there are telethons that happen. Uh, it's uh-huh. just that because of internet donations and everything, and, and the GoFundMes and the Kickstarters, yeah. I think that's a lot less now. Um, we yeah. have to appreciate when this was written, uh, telethons were a big deal. Many organizations like uh, made a once-a-year telethon to make all their money for the year. Mm-hmm. You know. Then um, that's what Cobra did as well. Yeah, and they did a great job of it. Five billion dollars ain't no chump change back in the day. Nobody was getting Holy five mackerel. billion from a telethon back yeah. then, and that's five billion nineteen eighty six money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, we okay. So there's a pueblo now, and and you'd said before that the money to put the bat in front of the pueblo, the Joes don't know exactly where they're going. Up until the point where they see the bat guarding it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Much like the dreadnoughts in the casino, if you're better at covert operations, guys, and just hide in plain sight, you would have gotten away with it this time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Strategic planning has failed them. Um, <laughs> and... Uh, uh, so we find the phone lines. That's a little bit of a tip off. GI Joe, I love here that they all parachute from a little like uh, battle, and they all jump out of their airplanes from getting shot down. These fucking planes. These fucking planes. There's a plane 
one of the night ravens is already going down. It's in a nosedive. Uh, the uh, pilots have already ejected, and one of these dumbass Joes decides to eject so that his plane can ram the plane that's already going it's already down. Crashing. Yeah. Uh, then there's this night raven that tries to uh, uh, strafe them as they're running towards a cave, and then the pilot uh, ejects uh, so that the plane can run into the cliff for no apparent reason. Yep. Uh, I don't. I, I. I feel like the objective of this was to destroy six planes. Yes. Uh, going into it, they were like, "Okay, battle. Everyone goes down." I will say the parachute skills of Joe's are on point, though, because no matter where they were in the sky, they all land within ten feet of each other on yeah. this one ledge. Yeah. Like literally, the two are on the ledge, being like, "Hope he parachutes down here quick. We gotta go finish the mission." <laughs> like that's on point to do it at night. You know what? I just realized. I remember that uh, they had this uh, code. Uh, that they decrypted and found it was Cloud City. It had like a bunch of like X zero or X O L B. Um, uh, but if you can encipher that, if you have the cipher, because I remember at the top, uh, big letters, there was like a five letter word and like a four letter word. Uh-huh. Uh, that would clearly was Cloud City, which means that you can then uh actually decrypt the rest of that message. And I wonder if there's another joke in there that the writers left. Oh, oh I'm gonna have to go back and look at that. Okay. A rare, go back and check something out for Chan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know what's happened to me. Uh, so go with Zorana looks good, man. She cleans up real good. Like, mm-hmm. look, I've well, already yeah. got the hots for Zorana. Zorana is the is the sex pot uh, this season, whereas the Baroness was last season. Correct. Mm-hmm. And the Baroness still sexy. Don't yeah. get me wrong. Oh yeah, no question. Still iconic. Mm-hmm. Uh, so okay, the tortures they they determine they want to do Las Vegas style tortures for uh, shipwreck or uh, shipwreck for sci-fi and Lifeline. Mm-hmm. So sci-fi is is underneath a slot machine being filled with coins uh-huh. that will crush and or suffocate him? Am I getting uh, that correctly? I guess. Yeah, um, yeah, you're going to get suffocated from that crap. Uh, not if the the thing that you're in is that small. I mean, you'd have to be under a, a heavy weight of coins, and he's surrounded by coins first off, so that's going to kind of buffer some of the uh, weight of it. Even if they're pure gold, if they're pure gold, maybe it would be heavy enough to crush him. I don't think he's getting uh, crushed. I think it's. I think it's cutting off. I think it's just not enough air would get in there. I mean, they're coins. It's not like it's cement. Yeah, yeah. There's plenty of room I, for air to get in. I, I just think they they put theme over function with some of these. <laughs> right, tortures. right. I just wish they would have done a better job of it. Make it just bigger. I mean, you can draw it any size you want, so draw it bigger. Yeah, I mean, or just fill it with water and put a top on it. Like, I don't know. Like, uh, make guess, it a Houdini thing. Make it a Houdini thing. Yeah. That's, what, yeah. that's, that's Vegas what act, Vegas, right? Yeah. Vegas magicians. But they have to do a th- They have to. I'm, I'm going to say this is probably an animation thing. It has to not be replicatable. Okay. So I'm oh, sh- okay. So yeah, drowning. Yeah. You could drown your little brother. Yeah, in like, oh, I'm, I sure, think, yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure. Having worked in cartoons, I'm sure that they probably got the note of like, make it something that it's not really that feasible. So if you if you if they managed to trap their little brother in like a glass case and they just started <laughs> throwing poker chips on top of him, mm-hmm. it's not going to kill him. It would I be uncomfortable. <laughs> okay. Sure. I, I, there's really a moment I just wanted sci-fi to be. This is wildly unpleasant. <laughs> <laughs> Wow! Thanks for saving me from uh, from a from a moderate inconvenience. Yeah. You guys were really helpful Boy. there in that well, regard. I would not have liked gonna... it. <laughs> <laughs> and then Lifeline is the craps table, right? And so they just like they throw two dice that have snakes in them at them. Yes, that's, yes. that's pretty boring. I mean, all uh, things considered, that's thing, pretty though. boring. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Yes. When he rolls the dice, they come up snake eyes. Yeah, they do. I noticed that. So mm-hmm. that's pretty 
hilarious. Yeah. Uh, I'm 100% into it. Uh, yes, agreed. Uh, putting snakes in dice is stupid. It is dumb, and why would you even – how, Again, how entertaining could that possibly even be? Even for a viewer. Uh, yeah, because like they bite you, and he's like, oh, oh, I feel so, – uh, and then he dies. Like, well, that's boring. Oh, uh, but Snake Eyes, <laughs> Snake Eyes pretty funny. Yeah. Pretty funny joke. So uh, G.I. Joe shows up. They wreck everything. I mean, mm. they blow up There's everything. There's one bat. There's one bat. Uh, I'm pretty sure that snakes don't freeze if you shoot a fire extinguisher at them. And they definitely don't freeze in a perfect Okay, coil. Gina. Okay, Gina. I did wonder about the Lifeline is going to be a bitch about it any way you cut it. you gotta, you got to figure out a way to do it without weapons, even though <laughs> clearly um, they're using um, carbon dioxide as a weapon. But I think the, the implication is that they'll thaw out and be totally fine. <laughs> Yes, because that's how that works. For example, try putting your little brother into a freezer. Freeze him solid, and he'll definitely thaw live, out just live fine. to see the future. Yep. Uh, there's a moment that happens where they're like, "There's a bat, one bat guarding this pueblo station." If you're gonna do it, you got to get like nine thousand bats or none yeah. at all. Yeah, I I love the idea though because they're like, "I don't think he's a tourist." What if that bat was actually a tourist <laughs> on vacation? <laughs> Thank goodness, I finally got my leave one week. I'm going to explore the Indian pueblos, which I've read so much about. Multiculturalism is really the thing that keeps me going at nights. I want to experience the Native American lifestyle. And oh God, what is it? No, a grenade! What is happening? I want to see him wearing a fishing hat yeah. and a Hawaiian shirt. I think Finally, he had just, I can get I think away. He had just retired. Actually, I think he had just retired, and he was like and really proud of himself for working his whole life. And he's got a gun. He's going like coyote hunting, mm. and he's just having a beautiful time, enjoying life. And G.I. Joe just murders him. I just wanted to explore my Anasazi heritage. <laughs> I just want that to be true so bad it hurts me right now. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so mainframe, he uploads the virus into the Cobrathon. Sure, sure. And he uh, basically uses the uh, Independence Day virus. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And, and, and uh, Cobra, everybody's working the phones. And my question here is they blow up the uh, the, the, the whole Cobra base, the whole Cobrathon base at the mm-hmm. casino. Mm-hmm. The money keeps coming in, though. So who's mm-hmm. actually working the phones? Are there other call centers not <laughs> on site? Because this money is still coming in even as the entire place is leveled. Here's the thing. I would keep making donations at this point because I would be like, oh, my God. God, this is amazing. The production value of this is <laughs> yeah. freaking sweet. Mm-hmm. I mean, all the all the Cobras who matter escape. And to Chan's point earlier, like, guys, we made $5 billion. Let's capture a couple of Joes and do that again. I mm-hmm. bet those crime lords are going to not be pleased and they are going to be coming after Cobra. Uh, they're not going to be pleased, but also what are they going to do to Cobra? I think they're going to break kneecaps. Break kneecaps really? of Cobra. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Break some bat kneecaps. <laughs> You think those French uh, criminals, I'm going to say? Uh, are, are <laughs> oh, I see out. how it is, Chad. <laughs> everyone who's Fran- French is a criminal. I mean, they didn't look like criminals, or I'm not sure what their gig was. Like, you could see, like, there were mafia people, and then there were, yeah. you know, like, uh, uh, vandalizing type people, but the French just look like. Um, just uh, generic French people. Mimes without yeah. face paint, honestly. Yes. Their, their crimes are seeing other crimes happen and just never doing anything about it. Ooh, That's their crime ouch. syndicate. That's their crime ouch. syndicate. You're the monster when you allow bad things to happen. <laughs> That's, yeah. a good, that's a good life lesson, Gina. Don't Don't be like the French in World War II, everyone. Uh, the French resistance was pretty instrumental in taking down the Nazis in Western Europe. So there. 
Surrender monkeys, am I right? I'm fine. White Rose. Yeah. White Rose resistance. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then G.I. Joe. So G.I. Joe ends the Cobra-thon. We have like 30 seconds to get out of this episode of G.I. Mm-hmm. Joe. So the, the, the big uh, end of it is they change the Cobra message to just say, Yo, Joe. Yep. And yeah, I'm like, which what he does in like uh, 0.5 seconds. He does. He reprograms the whole thing. And I'm like, what does that even solve? It makes you guys feel better. Oh, but yeah. Cobra just made $5 billion. Well, yeah, Flint is like, I think that says it all, Dalton. I think that's it. He, he repeats it because I guess we had like three and a half seconds left to fill. Uh, but I think that says it all, Dalton. I think that says it all. Like he was like, this is. We really stuck it to him <laughs> yeah. so much. I got to just give weight to this moment. We have done a wonderful thing. We have, uh, well, oh, right. It's a good thing the oh, camera right. cut off there because he, the actual line extended it before when it fades to black is mm-hmm. he says, I think that says it all, dial tone. I think that says it all. Let's go get those hookers. <laughs> <laughs> and thank God it cut off when it did because yeah. that's wildly inappropriate yeah, for a children's yeah. show. I would be yeah, I stuffing wanna... my pockets with those coins that almost suffocated. The dude. I mean, they're chocolate coins. You know, it's not going to. They're Goldfang shillings, I thought. I would steal oh. either way, would... chocolate or not. <laughs> I would be stuffing my pockets with them. You know what? Because they would make good uh, uh, like uh, novelty pieces for a poker game you hold. Mm-hmm. Hey, guys, we're going to play. Instead of using the poker chips that come with it, we're mm-hmm. going to use Goldfang shillings from Cobra. Sure. They're not really worth anything. No. So, you know, fun. Fun times. Uh, so despite the bar lady who you gentlemen think is a hooker, <laughs> despite her se- – she said something like, hey, Georgia, uh, Gloria, look, we got some Joes over here. <laughs> oh, uh, my God. Are you telling me that this episode in which uh, women are objectified unmercifully, <laughs> yes. no, including no. No, it sex does not, workers? It does, not, it does not pass because they do not respond. And also because she's specifically talking about About the men. Oh, damn it. But it almost did. If one of them had been like, I can't come over there now. I'm getting a canopy. (laughs) It takes so little to pass the Bechdel test. Yeah, that's what it would have taken. Have you tried these canopies? All right, Bechdel test passed. No, I'm playing Pie Gal right now. I can't be bothered. Well, that's very disappointing. I was really hoping this would be the one. Season two, not as good as season one. And uh, we haven't had a single one in not season Not a single two. one yet. Mm. Um, guys. We, yeah, and we're 12 episodes in. Not not, not heartening. Well, guys, that's going to do it for Cobra-thon uh, this week. A little bit of uh, information for the show. You can go to knowing is, uh, Facebook.com slash Knowing Is Half the Podcast. We have a Patreon set up, which you can donate to and access our secret episode vault. Uh, which we are getting password protected folder. We're making some changes to it. Like it's kind of got a temporary thing in a Dropbox right now. But if you'd like to hear some bonus episodes, you're going on vacation or something, man, just throw us five bucks, man. Five bucks a month will get you access to all the bonus stuff. At twenty dollars or higher, you will get to tell us which episodes to do, and we will do them. Yeah, of I, anything, like, of anything. Yeah, uh, including some. You could torture ooh, us if you wanted some to. God awful ones. We're doing them. We're going to do them. We're not going to like them, but we're going to do them. I'm going to enjoy all of it because, uh, uh, you know what, guys? Bring your worst. Do your worst, people. I want to do Biker Mice from Mars. We'll do an episode of Caillou, which no one likes Caillou. Oh, Oh, if you don't know Caillou-chan, you're just a happy person. Uh, uh. Uh, Listen, we'll do all of these if you guys suggest them and you get to the $20 a month Patreon uh, pledge level. Also, we have an Amazon thingy because the holidays are coming up pretty soon. So if you're going to do some buying on Amazon and you don't have one of these set up already, all you got to do is go to the pinned post on our Facebook page. Click the link. It takes you right to a place. Support our artists uh, link. And it just puts you on Amazon. Charges no more money, but we get a little cut of it. And it really does help with stuff like this. We're part of the Boardwalk Audio Network. You can go to Boardwalk Audio. 
Audio.com slash knowing is how the podcast. It is a beautiful website. It is kind of uh, nice. much more beautiful than any of our other previous websites. That is correct. Uh, check it out. And there's the links there. You can also check out other podcasts on the uh, uh, site. You should love wrestling is a great podcast. I'm a big fan of that. Uh, can we I, add pictures think, to our page? Yes. I feel like we should at least have yeah. the picture up of us. As the yeah. okay yeah yeah the what? Halloween pictures done yeah why didn't you send me these things I put them up they're on, on they're Facebook they're on Facebook Chan right I am not going to go to Facebook and download <laughs> shit Chan doesn't know how the internet works <sighs> he thinks that you, I know how you it works it, you give it some sort of virus and it explodes I know everything. that other people need to be doing that work for me because <laughs> Chan's knowledge of the computers comes from this episode of Cobra Thon. couldn't be bothered I don't know which one of y'all maintains things I just know it's not me <laughs> that's all that really goes down <laughs> uh, guys you go on iTunes and give us five stars it does help if we get to fifty Chan will dress like Dr. Mindbender. Oh yeah. And will shave his head. I will do that thing. Yeah. And if you get it in, if you get us 50 uh, before his wedding, it'll be even funnier. Even more hilarious. <laughs> Uh, otherwise, we've got uh, contact. You can hit the show up on Twitter at GI Joe Podcast. Individually, I am at Almighty Ray. I'm at 999 RPMs. I'm at Gina Ippy. And come on back next Wednesday for a new episode of Know Your Joe. And uh, coming in the booth, we're going to do another episode of Masters of the Universe for the hidden uh, account, uh, the Price of Power. I think it's called. It is a wonderful Skeletor episode, and it's going to be going in the Patreon subscribers folder um, in the next couple weeks. Oh, I do have something to plug. Uh, it's after the fact, but you can still go to the website to see it. I will this week. I will be on. Uh, I will be for for break dot com for the Screen Junkie show. I will be on uh, TV Fight, where people have a debate about TV show stuff, and I will also be on Movie Fights. Excellent. So you yeah. can go to Screen Junkies and look those up. I don't know who I'll be debating or what I'll be saying, but hopefully but it will be, be awesome. GI Joe related, perhaps. Can I say right now? I went on Twitter and suggested Gina Ippolito be on this show, and then it happened. And then guys. it happened, guys. I have real power. <laughs> it was probably going to happen. You, you could go online and request me as well, and they'll probably have me back. Oh, well, there you go. Actually, I'm going to post like it was my mistake. <laughs> Please don't have her back. You again. Request us too. What's all this? Uh, request me. Guys. Request me. I make a great podcast. I will fight, podcast, I will fight movies. I'll fucking punch him in the gut. I will double punch him. I will double punch them all. What was that? That was his fighting music. Oh, my gosh. Kumate. Kumate. <laughs> He's fighting a movie right now, guys. Oh, oh, if only you could be here to see it. Okay, everybody. Uh, you can't. So, good night. Are we recording, Mr. Chan? We're recording, Mr. Chanis. You're going to make yourself puke if you keep doing that. Is that your call? Hey, guys, I feel pukey. I'm going to make guttural noises into this microphone until it's a self fulfilling prophecy. Well, that's going in the show. Hey, it's Brent Pope, the host of Breakfast with Brent Pope. You've seen me on some of your favorite TV shows saying things like, give it up, Jimmy, you got to sink this putt to win. Or, I wouldn't jump up and down until we stabilize the hydraulics. 
On Breakfast with Brent Pope, I sit down with guests from the entertainment world, working actors, comedians, writers, stunt people, you get it, and we do it all over breakfast, or should I say, breakfast. Every week is a new episode of Breakfast, and here's what you get. Inside Hollywood info, like, how cool is it to act with Ed O'Neill? Spoiler alert, it's really cool. And what the heck is a gaffer? You get great breakfast wrecks and foodie debates, like, when should you go hash browns and when do you go home fries? I know the answer to that. Trust me, my pancake posse, my bacon brigade. Listen up, because breakfast is the most delightful 30 minutes of your week. So dig in, it's breakfast time. Breakfast with Brent Pope, available at breakfast.com, Apple Podcasts, or wherever fine podcasts are found. 